0: Welcome back to the University of Young Entrepreneurs. I'm Brennan T. Adams, and on today's show, we have John Lee Dumas. That's right, John Lee Dumas of Entrepreneur on Fire. If you have never heard of his podcast, I don't know where you've been. This guy is the man when it comes to podcasting. In 2013, he was named the best of iTunes. Not only that, right now he's getting $1 unique listeners each month and beyond that he's taken in over $250,000 in revenue each month from his podcast it just blows my mind what this guy has done a little bit about his story he started he was in the army he served he was eight years in the army and he served 13 months in Iraq then he came back and what he did is he he did the working nine-to-five world And he did real estate. He even went to law school for a semester, figured out that was not for him. And then he knew it was that aha moment one day when he was in his car. He loved podcasts. But there was no podcast out there that did every single day. And he thought to himself, well, I could be that guy. I can put a daily podcast together. Well, he did, and the rest is history. Now he has one of the top podcasts in the country. I think it's over 130 countries that are listening to his podcast. He's inspiring millions. He's an inspiration to me with my podcast show, and he does some great stuff. In today's show, you're going to learn about podcasting, what you need to do if you're going to launch a podcast, you learn from his mistakes. He even has a $100,000 mistake he shares with us. He talks about how you get people on your show, how to get the people that come on your show to share your podcast, some of his marketing techniques and everything he's done over the past three years with podcasting. And at the end, I actually do a rapid fire on him and ask him some big questions, and some of them being what is his best investment today, Who is his mastermind group, Who's, who does he surround himself with, and some other good questions that you're going to want to hear. But this is a show you cannot miss. I'm telling you, I don't care if you're starting a podcast, whatever it is you're doing, this is a great show. I had a lot of fun. You're gonna enjoy it. It man, this guy is awesome. And you'll be able to tell in my voice. I was so excited to do this. This has been, this is probably the top guy I've had on my show, one of the, the biggest names so far. So you're gonna enjoy the show. Don't miss it. But before we get started, I want to let you know about my book, Keys to the Crowd: Unlocking the Power of Crowdfunding. This book gives you everything you need to know about crowdfunding. It talks about crowdfunding, the steps to take beforehand, during your launch, and I even give you the inside secrets. Everything I did when I launched my crowdfunding campaign, it went national. We had backers in 25 states, 10 different countries. We had national media attention. I got on the front page of USA Today, and it, it's just crazy where it's come, but if you're going to do a crowdfunding campaign, please check out my book. You can find it on Amazon, pre-order right now. It's called Keys to the Crowd, Unlocking the Power of Crowdfunding. Are you ready to ignite with John Lee Dumas? I know I am. Let's jump into today's show and hear everything he's got to say about podcasting and how to become successful in life. Let's get started. Welcome to the University of Young Entrepreneur Show. Are you excited to be on, buddy?
1: I am prepared to ignite, let's be honest.
0: I love it. I love it. So let's get started for the first question I'm going to ask you is, tell me how you transferred. I mean, tell me your experiences from going from being in the Army to coming back and actually becoming a entrepreneur. What is it like for any veteran or anybody out there? Tell them how you transferred or transitioned from being in the Army, serving in Iraq, and then going and being a podcaster who is inspiring millions of people.
1: Well, I can tell you, number one, I have some friends uh, who are veterans who actually did make a a fairly smooth transition into entrepreneurship from the world of the military. I'm not one of those. And I think that's actually kind of inspiring in and of its own right, too, because, you know, a lot of people don't have to think that everything is a smooth transition. You know, it is typically a rocky road. And for me, when I was done uh, with my active duty at 26 years old, so I spent four years as an active duty officer. Wow! And then then another four years in the reserves. Um, but at 26, you know, I was in the reserves now for the next four years, and so I was able to to try a few things out, and I did, and I failed at every single one of them. You know, I tried law school and I quit, dropped yeah. out after one semester. Corporate finance, you know, I was dying a slow death in the cubicle. I had to, I had to walk out the door one day. Uh, and then I tried commercial real estate. You know, I, I love getting dressed up. You know, you look dapper today. Dude, and I I've, love- I've
0: been in real estate too, man. I, you know what? I don't like doing real estate either. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, yeah, you know,
1: the thing is though, I, I love getting dressed up. I had nothing, no problem putting a suit and tie in every single day, which I did. Yeah. And I was inspired by my brother-in-law, who to this day is killing it in commercial real estate and I love his inspiration for it, but it just wasn't me. Yeah, And so for those six years from 26 to 32, I was trying all these different careers and just coming up short. But one thing I never stopped, Brandon, was learning, was actually reading the right books, which led me to listening to the right audio books, yeah. Automobile University, so to speak. That got kind of expensive. You know, audio books aren't cheap. So I started listening to podcasts because they were free. They were inspiring. And I was really impressed by the content that was being shared. And then that eventually, and I say eventually, because it took me about two years of just listening to podcasts before I actually had my aha moments of what was missing in the podcasting world and what I could add of value.
0: You know, like an entrepreneur, we find a problem and we get frustrated with it and we want to solve that problem. that's what you did. And go back to your listening to audiobooks, which is great. I, I mean, when I was a junior in college, where I my life changed is I listened to or I watch or read. Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. I'm sure you've read it. Big time. Great book. And it changed my life. And it made me think differently. And then I invested more in myself. And failure, you're talking about failure. Failure is only a stepping stone towards our success. And we all should fail. I tell people every day, go out and fail. Because if you don't fail, you don't really find out exactly who you are as a person. (laughs) It's true. It's so true. Yeah. So really, Go ahead. Yeah. No, I was going to say, so let's go back and... You started your podcast. And obviously it wasn't always glorious. I mean, <laughs> I remember looking back to episode one for me, and I'm only you're on what are you on? A thousand what now?
1: Like twenty one.
0: Dude, that is amazing. You're <laughs> killing it. That is awesome. It's pretty cool. That is I don't even know all the editing, and everything involved with that. Oh yeah. I bet you I've pulled done, your hair I've edited out some nights. Every
1: episode personally.
0: Oh I still edit mine and some nights I just want to pull my hair out, man. Yeah. So when you got started, let's hear, if you were going to go back in time, what would you do differently? I mean, I know that you had a lot in line. You had Pat Flynn, was it number one? Number one. And then you, I mean, you had your research and everything put together, but if you were going to go back in time, what would you change for the preparation or for launching your podcast that would help make it even bigger than what it is today?
1: Yep. And I think the best way for me to lead up into that is to share a lot of things that I did right first, because that actually led to what I did wrong. So it's kind of a nice story because I was in a unique situation. I mean, Brandon, I was 32 years old. You know, I actually had money in the bank, which, you know, a lot of people that age don't have a significant savings. But because I did an army scholarship, you know, I, I graduated debt free. Um, because I was an officer in the U.S. Army and deployed to Iraq, I was able to to, to build a substantial savings, which I, you know, really guarded because I knew that that was my potential ticket to freedom. So when I finally had that idea um, to launch Entrepreneur on Fire, I had about $125,000 at 32 years old in yeah. savings, and I knew that that gave me a runway so that I could quit my job, hire a mentor, get the right equipment, attend conferences, join a mastermind take courses that I needed to take to really learn podcasting. I knew that I could do it right and immerse myself fully. And that's what I did. Now, side note, you don't have to do that to start. I have seen a lot of people really be successful with podcasting, doing it as a side venture at first, and then sliding in once it's starting to take off. But I did have the opportunity to dive in full full board and I did. And so that wasn't a cheap venture. You know, I spent about $20,000 in three months on coaches, masterminds, conferences, traveling, equipment, courses—you name it. You even I was Lewis Howes, right? Lewis Howes was a mentor. James Hardy was a mentor. I mean, they were personal mentors, and now you know the beautiful thing about mentors is now they're personal friends. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, they're they're great people and people that I definitely call friends. So I had that three months of just. Head down, learning podcasting, learning what it took because I had no experience, no broadcasting experience, no online. I was not online whatsoever, you just no Twitter in. account. I just jumped in. So I took those three months, head down, and I had my launch date of August 15th. And if anybody was ever ready for launch, it was me. I mean, I had 40 interviews done. You know, Pat Flynn was queued to go Whoa. off one, Michael Hyatt, Michael Stelsner, Cliff Ravenscraft. You know, I even had interviews lined up with Seth Godin, Tim Ferriss, Gary Vaynerchuk. I mean, I was ready to launch, but then I woke up August 15th terrified and paralyzed with fear because I said, man, everybody's telling me that a -a seven-day-a-week podcast won't work. And you know what? I'm starting to believe them now. You know, when it it was still a ways away from launching, I was like, of course a -a seven-day-a-week podcast is going to work. There's so many reasons why it's going to work, but the doubt crept in. The fear crept in. And I let it. It was my own fault. Yeah. And long story short, that led to my biggest mistake because I could have and should have launched on August 15th. Instead, for no good reason, I delayed three separate times at 15-day at increments. So I didn't end up launching until September 22nd of 2012. Yeah, I saw that. And the first $100,000 month of revenue that we did was a year later. And so I actually call that um, August 15th debacle a $100,000 mistake because I would have made a $100,000 month. I would have had a $100,000 month a full month prior because all it took was time in the business, time post launch to get me to that point. So failure to launch for me was a huge mistake. I've now mentored over 40 podcasters one on one since then. Yeah. And every single one of them, has gone to that point and freaked out about pushing the launch button. And I get it because I was there, but I won't let them. You know, it's good though that
0: you failed because it allows you to teach people. And that's right. right, My failures, we teach people to not fail, to teach them not to do what we did. And we look out for them. So you were talking, I mean, you had some huge names. and Your connections must have been awesome. Tell anybody out there that is starting a podcast or just getting going, how do you get these names on your show? And most importantly, how do you get them to share the content to their following?
1: Yeah. Real, uh, realistically, I will say this this is back in 2012. Yeah. Um, podcasting was much more of an anomaly. Um, there just wasn't nearly as many shows that were interviewing entrepreneurs. In fact, there were just a couple. And mine was very unique. You know, I was really coming out and saying, hey, this is going to be the first of its kind. Will you join me on this adventure? of Entrepreneur on Fire, the first ever daily podcast that interviews inspiring and successful entrepreneurs. It's never been done. I don't know if it's going to work, but I'm going to go and I would love to have you on this journey. And so that uniqueness kind of raised some people's eyebrows. And again, it was different and people kind of weren't getting bombarded left and right um, by interview requests, um, which is a a little bit of a different landscape now. (laughs) It is now. (laughs) But I, I will say this too, at the same time is that, um, you know, there's many more listeners for podcasts now than there were back in 2012. So it's a trade-off. I mean, there wasn't that many people that were listening to the shows compared to what they are doing now. So yes. there's definitely a trade-off. And one thing that I will definitely say to, to people who are looking, um, you know, at potentially podcasting is, you know, don't let this discourage you. You should be excited about the trajectory of podcasting. The only thing you should be focusing on is what is your UVD, that unique value distinguisher exactly. that's gonna make you different. My my UVD was seven days a week. Seven and days a week. That made it very unique. So what is your UVD going to be? I mean, Brandon, I can tell you, you have the highest quality video that I've ever seen. You know, you're dressed to the nines. I mean, that alone <laughs> is you. unique. And I'm sure you have a couple other unique things, but I yeah. mean, these two things, you know, alone are, are definitely huge stepping stones in that unique direction. And you need to,
0: like you've always say, you need to target your avatar. And my avatar, is a junior in college, a sophomore junior in college who is getting through and they're like, what do I want to do with my life? And they want to be somebody big in life. They want to yeah. be an entrepreneur. I've been there. I'm talking to my younger version. They just <laughs> don't know where to go. And I've had consultants, I've had people help me, but I've never had quite the help that podcasts give you. And that's, I mean, what I'm talking to my young entrepreneur audience, but you're right. It's it's great. So let's jump in. I want to hear what, at first, no, first I want to hear, where do you see podcasting going? Where do you see it? I mean, what do you see five years from now? People are saying that it's getting saturated, but what's your view? Well,
1: my view is this, is that podcasting is a very unique medium because number one, it's targeted on demand and free content. And like that kind of trifecta is really hard to replicate because there's You know, a lot of mediums that they, you know, they're not going to be one of those three and specifically all of those three. And the beautiful thing about podcasting that I've got from the very beginning that I really, it just clicked with me and it's really seeming to click with a lot of people as well, is that you don't have to say no to something else to say yes to podcasting. It's a win-win. I go for walks every day on the Bay here in San Diego listening to podcasts. I go for bike rides, you know, I do stand-up paddle boarding, I drive my car, I'm at the gym. All of these places, I'm able to both do those things and listen to podcasts. It's an either-or for so many other forms of media. Video, you know, unfortunately, you know, I, I can't be at the gym, you know, working out, Uh, Or I sorry, a better example, I can't be driving my car, you know, really intently watching a video um, and consuming that content. I can be listening to the video. So like this would still be a very valuable listen while I'm in the car because you know the words that we're saying are really the important thing here. But with podcasting, you don't have to say no to something else to say yes to listening to podcasts. And that's true.
0: And it's it's never been easier. So I'm known to I carry, I have a Zoom for when I do a podcasting, but I also have the mics. But I travel, and I've been in California for three three weeks now on my TV media tour, and I'll carry it with me to the beach because I don't know when I'm going to have inspiration jump into my mind. And that's why it's easy to do if you get the rhythm of it. But seven days a week, that sounds hard, (laughs) man. But it's
1: all about bashing, Brandon. You know, maybe you're going to ask this question, but I'll jump into it, is that I only do Entrepreneur on Fire interviews one day a week.
0: That's On Sundays, don't you?
1: Every Tuesday. Every Tuesday? Starting at 9 on the hour, every hour, I'm doing an interview for eight straight hours. So I do eight interviews every single Tuesday. We're talking on a Wednesday right now. Yesterday was my Entrepreneur on Fire interview day. I woke up in the morning, game face on. You know, I started with Darren Hardy, the founder of Success Magazine. I ended with Michael Port, you know, heroic public speaking and uh, book yourself solid author. Wow. That was my bookend of just an amazing day of eight you interviews. You really
0: set the level. I've done two hour interviews in a day, and that was draining for me. Yes, yeah, and wh- it's
1: like a marathon. Like literally, like you, you can't get. Do you out take there. Red Bull? <laughs> no, no, I don't do any sugar drinks. Absolutely, that's not. awesome. Man. Strictly water with some trace minerals, maybe a little Himalayan sea salt, nothing else. Oh, I do tea as well, though. Tea's awesome. No caffeine either. Zero caffeine. So let's
0: talk about your marketing strategies. Um, What marketing strategies do you use to get your podcasts out there? And also with social media, Facebook, Twitter, what is your favorite go-to, and how do you think it's going to change?
1: Yeah, so one of the questions that you asked earlier actually kind of does lead into this as well is, you know, you kind of ask how do I get my guests and then how do I have them share the audience, which is a big marketing strategy. So, number one, it does go back to the beginning where I was willing to invest in myself. I went to conferences where these people were speaking. I sat in the front row. I raised my hand. I asked questions. I went to the microphone after they were done and asked them another question. You know, I, I went up to them after the actual talk was done and the questions were done and I shook their hand and thanked them genuinely for, for giving a great talk. And then at the networking event, I would buy them a drink and just, you know, quickly say, hey, I'm John, you know, and oh, if you have a couple seconds. I'd love to tell you about Entrepreneur on Fire. I'd love for you to be a guest. 25 minutes, audio only, very low barrier. And I got my, few, my first few couple yeses from doing that. Yes. Pat Flynn said yes. Derek Halpern, Adam Baker of Man Versus Debt. And those names were big enough for me to then go back and then email other people and say, you know, hey, Michael Stelzner, like Pat, you know, Chris, Donovan, these guys are all going to be on my podcast. You know all of them well. Yes. I would love for you to join uh, this lineup and be part of my Power 40, I was calling it, my Power 40. Power 40. Yeah. And so it worked. And so because, you know, Michael Stelsner said, well, I've never heard of John Lee Dumas, but- I know Pat Flynn, he's a buddy, and if he thinks it's worth his time to be on the show, then it's probably worth my time to schedule a 25-minute chat. Let's do that. And I did the same thing with Michael Hyatt and others as well. So it was really exciting and really cool to see, and that's kind of what got the ball rolling, but it was building the foundation the right way. And then to get into marketing a little bit, every day, the first email that leaves my inbox is to the guest whose interview went live today saying, Brandon, your interview just went live on Entrepreneur Fire. You rocked the mic. Fire Nation is going to be listening by the thousands. You shared a unique story, and I make a point to say it's unique because we yeah. have them share unique stories. Yeah, everybody's the, unique. The biggest failure, you know, their best aha moments. And so they share unique stories which I bring out on the show. Oftentimes stories that they have never talked about or haven't talked about for a while. So now they want to share with their audience, this unique story, and and they do. And I give them all the links to do so on that email. They're all one-click tweets, Facebook, uh, Google+, LinkedIn, yeah. all simple, all one, one-click shares that allows them to share Entrepreneur on Fire with their audience. So now every single day, Brandon, I'm getting Entrepreneur on Fire. I'm getting people to listen to Entrepreneur on Fire yes. who have never heard of the brand before but are becoming listeners, subscribers, fans, spreading the word like Wildfire, to where you know now we're getting over a million listens per month.
0: It's crazy what you're doing. You know, I want to go back um, when you're talking about sharing it. You say a unique story, and you will know this because you're a podcaster, and I do too. When I go into an interview, I mean, I have questions I'm going to ask, but some of the best stories and questions and content is things you don't even expect. In the interview, people bring out their heart and their life and that is what we need to bring to our audience. I mean, they open up. It, it's like the power of the mic. And it, it's really everybody's story is what moves people. So I got another question I want to ask here. Sure. This is from the audience, and then I'm going to go on a rapid fire with you like you do. Uh, exactly. Uh, what is your schedule like? When do you make time for vacation throughout your year? Like how many times a year and where you actually just go and relax and just kind of clear your mind? What does that look like for making it a priority? So
1: a lot of people think that my schedule is pretty insane. And yeah. an, you know, they would they would be correct if they went back to 2012 and 2013 JLD because that was the growth stage. That was building. That was what I was you yeah. Know, I was having to work, you know, a ton of hours, seven days a week. Those are my seasons of work, I like to call it. Those were the seasons of work. Two thousand twelve. 2013 and into 2014 yeah 2015 I've really established entrepreneur on fire as a legitimate business that is a standalone and that has a great team and great systems in place and it took a while to get here this doesn't come overnight but I'm there now and because of that Tuesdays and Wednesdays are the only time I have anything scheduled Tuesdays are my eight entrepreneur on fire interviews Wednesdays are my interviews on other shows and I do webinars for Podcasters Paradise, which is our community for podcasting, for Webinar on Fire, which is our community for teaching people how to do webinars. And any other thing I want to throw on that Wednesday, I'll put on there as well because that's my other day that that I have things on my schedule. Mondays, Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays, nothing on my schedule. Empty. Those are empty days. So five days a week, I have nothing on my calendar. Now, I'm working on Entrepreneur on Fire, but on the bigger picture things, at my own pace, at my own leisure, thinking outside the box and kind of tweaking, improving systems, yeah. doing the little things, not the busy stuff. Well, you
0: have a strict schedule and you have a mastermind group that you can outsource work to to help you do all that, correct?
1: Correct.
0: Yeah, that that's awesome. And anybody out there, your mastermind group is everything because you can't do everything else. You can't do everything. You have to focus on what you're great at and then the people – can come in and help you support you do the other things that you're not so great at.
1: Yeah. And to answer the question really quickly about like legitimate vacations. Yeah. I like to plan those at least six months out because there is a lot of lead time. Like for entrepreneur on fire, I get 50 inbound requests per week of people wanting to be on the show. Wow. So that there's seven spots and there's 50 people that are asking to be on. And that's not to mention, you know, all the introductions that I get from just other channels as well. So it's insane. Like when I first started, when everybody was telling me, "John, you're never going to be going to find enough guests for your show." Now I'm oh. getting, you know, basically ten times the amount hey man, of requests.
0: Hey man, I'll come on your show. I'm yeah. a famous uh, crowd funder. I go on TV every week, and nobody else is doing. It. I'm an author.
1: All right, fifty one this week, then. Thank you. For H-
0: have you ever had a twenty five year old come on your show?
1: Yeah, I've actually had a 19-year-old. Oh, man.
0: Well, I can't do the young approach. I got to do the other approach then. (laughs) Well, let's jump in. I'm going to do rapid fire with you, and I'm just going to ask you uh, five questions, and give me what comes to your head, what you think the answer would be, just kind of quick laid out. So, let's jump right into it. Number one is, what is your best investment to date?
1: Berkshire Hathaway.
0: Nice. Nice. What is the biggest tip you can give to a fellow podcaster to find success with podcasting?
1: Be authentic, transparent, and true to yourself. Use your voice. It took me a hundred episodes to get there, but use your voice.
0: What do you, quick? What do you mean by use your voice? Just your heart. Who yeah, you are? a lot
1: of a lot of people. You know, we all stand upon the shoulders of giants. We all learn from those that have come before us. And the problem is, as someone with lacking experience, which was me and most people that do start. You know, we try to mimic, you know, we're a mimicking species, which is fine. You know, that's how we learn to do everything that we do. Be different. But, but you need to be, no, not so much different. Be yourself. Yeah. Just be authentically you with it. Have your person, like if your mother's listening, is she saying, oh, that's John Lee. Like you want her to say that. Like you want your own mother to recognize you that's on funny. your own show. That's funny she
0: said that to me. Okay. <laughs> Who are your top three mastermind individuals you currently surround yourself with?
1: Greg Hickman of System.ly, System.ly. Um, Rick Mulready of rickmulready.com. He's a Facebook ad guru. And then Kate Erickson, the better half of Entrepreneur on Fire.
0: Oh, nice, man. That's awesome. What is your all-time favorite book you would suggest to other young entrepreneurs?
1: The One Thing by Gary Keller. I always talk about how every entrepreneur messes up because they try to go a mile wide and an inch deep yes, in all these areas. Yes, so true. One Mile Deep. One inch wide and just crush that one thing.
0: What is your favorite podcast to listen to besides your own?
1: The Big Podcast by Shaquille O'Neal. Nice, amazing.
0: The last thing, just a bonus. What would be your favorite hobby? What What do you like to do besides podcasting and working?
1: Yeah, you know that's something I'm searching for. (laughs) Just you know, I've tried a lot of things. I'm always trying new things. I mean, I try stand up paddleboarding. I like it. I don't love it. Um, you know, I've tried surfing. I like it. I don't love it. I tried golf. I don't love it. I don't even like it. Um, but, you know, I maybe say traveling is something that you're going to see yeah. us starting to do a lot more and really immersing ourselves within those cultures. Now that we're both location and financially independent, like the world is our oyster.
0: What would you leave with the audience if you're going to talk to a young entrepreneur and you're talking, keep in mind, a junior in high school or college that doesn't know what they want to do with life, but they have that entrepreneurial feeling? What advice do you give them, John Lee Dumas?
1: If you're listening to this right now and you're in college, you are a full decade ahead of me when I first started doing those things. Because none—I didn't start listening or or really doing these things till I was 32 years old. So, however old you are right now, you're likely a decade younger than I was. So, you know, relax. Stop thinking that you know you need to do everything right now. Realize that you're super young, the world's before you, and the worst thing you can do is rush into anything. Yeah. Um, and, and if you can just understand this quote, which again I didn't understand until I was 32. It's by Albert Einstein. Try not to become a person of success, but rather become a person of value. And I tried to be a person of success, you know, for the first ten years out of college. You know, the military is something I'm very proud of. So setting that aside, you know, law school, corporate finance, commercial real estate—that was me chasing success, yeah, finance, fame, fortune—and I failed every single time. But when I flipped it on its head and just became a person of value, everything changed.
0: Dude, I I appreciate you, man. I really do, and I mean that from the bottom of my heart. You are a great person, an inspiration, and. You're doing a lot for this country, and we need to stick together to help do that, help inspire other young entrepreneurs out there. Thank you for that. And Where can people find you, John? Obviously, it's easy.
1: (laughs) All the magic happens at eofire.com. We have a ton of free training there about podcasting, freepodcastcourse.com, about webinars, thewebinarcourse.com both completely free and again all that trainings um at eofire.com with a ton of other great resources and brand I just want to commend you for the ripple effect that you're having my man because this is when we really need to be getting into the minds of people yeah. you know in these formative years before they get out burdened with a crap ton of debt with their hands tied you know together unable to do anything except take that first stupid job offer that comes their way it's
0: so true man and I, I could talk on that forever but it That's why we're here. We're helping, so they can see what they want to do in life. I believe everybody has a gift. They just need somebody to help them realize they have it, and then they can use it. Well, you're helping. You are great stuff, man. Hey, that's it for today's show. I hope you enjoyed it. And in the meantime, go out there, create something great, become unforgettable. Because life is too short not to. I'm Brandon T. Adams. Have a great day, everybody. I hope you enjoyed today's show with John Lee Dumas. I had a lot of fun with John. He is a great person in general. Find out more about him at eofire.com. He has courses for podcasting, webinars, it's all free. He gives a lot of free content away. And also, go under iTunes, check him out. Entrepreneur on Fire, it's one of the top podcasts in the country. You'll learn a lot from them. I have a bonus for you listening right now. A bonus. If you go to my website, www.brandontadams.com, go into the show notes for this episode, and I have the actual video of me interviewing him. So you'll get to see him and see me during the interview. I highly suggest you to check it out. Again, check it out at brandontadams.com. I hope you enjoyed this show, and if you have any friends out there that are podcasters, I highly urge you to share this with them because they will learn a lot. I've been podcasting for a while now, and I learned quite a bit in this show, and I know you will too, so share it with your friends and let them know about it. That's it for today's show. I hope you enjoyed it, and in the meantime, you know what time it is. It is time to go out there, create something great, and become unforgettable because life is too short not to. I'm Brennan T. Adams. Have a great day, everybody.